Hello again, welcome to Rethinking Rehab with Dr. Shane Smith, licensed physical therapist practicing out of Naples, Florida. I uh, wanted to spend some time over my lunch break today to discuss a topic that has come up in the office over the last couple days with a few patients, and that's related to low back pain and sitting position. So one thing that has definitely changed throughout time over the last few decades more so than any other time is that we're sitting more than we ever have before. Whether that be watching television, watching things on our computer, working on our computers, using our cell phones for different purposes, sitting has become the new standard of body position for most work-related tasks or leisure-related tasks. And for short durations of time, sitting is fine. However, when we start getting into prolonged periods of time, sitting is truly a terrible position for our spine. And I think when you look at the anatomy of the body, so your spine is composed of three segments. You've got a cervical spine, you've got a thoracic spine, and you have a lumbar spine. Each one of these segments of the spine is curved in a different way. The curvature of the neck is what we call a lordotic or reverse C curve. The thoracic spine has a slight forward bend to it, which is referred to as a kyphosis. And the lumbar spine, like the cervical, has the backward C lordosis to it as well. And if you think about this S shaping of the spine, it allows for different compression loads to be tolerated in different areas, as well as it allows for certain movement and positioning to be allowed normally. Now, what you're going to see typically in prior work lines is that we're standing, bending, moving, reaching, doing different active movements. And having the spine bend in certain positions the way that it does allows us to reach and move the way we needed to in prior lives. Um, if you're a hunter-gatherer out having to grab fruit and different foods out of trees or out of bushes in the ground or reaching to try to grab different obstacles, things in life, you need to be able to move for that. Now, as we've evolved, progressed towards a more tech-savvy life, we're now sitting more. And this sitting position is now being described worse than smoking. I used to talk to a lot of my low back patients and tell them sitting is the new smoking. So the longer time you spend sitting, the more time you're going to feel potential back discomfort. And if you think about it, when I sit, my hips flex forward compared to a standing position. So kind of look at, think about two things side by side right now, sitting, position versus standing position. So standing is typical an anatomy position that we want to be in for everyday life stuff. If we transition that normal spinal position and standing and now sit down, what happens? Our hips are going to flex forward. By the hip joint moving forward, it's going to cause a posterior rotation of the pelvis. As the pelvis rotates posteriorly, it causes flexion the opposite of our reverse C to occur in the low back. Now, for many people with disc injuries or stenosis or degenerative problems in the low back, because of this flexion position, it increases the gaps in the back. So it actually kind of alleviates pressure on nerves if a normal standing position is not comfortable. That's kind of why you see older individuals prefer to sit as opposed to stand. But what occurs in the thoracics as the lumbar spine is flexed is it gets very flat. And in a sitting position over time, 
if your back muscles are not engaged or you have poor posture, you're going to see gravity beat the upper thoracic spines. Now remember, thoracic spine is the middle of the back. It's the longest segment of the spine. It has 12 vertebrae to it. Cervical's only got seven and lumbar's only got five. So this segment having 12 has the longest stretch of bones uh, for it. And typically what we're going to see over a period of time is gravity force pushes down on the head and shoulders in a sitting position and the back muscles gets fatigued from that, we tend to hunch and we start to get this forward bend in the thoracic, which is normally not as significantly there. So instead of having just a normal kyphosis, a slight curve in that portion of the spine, you're going to get excessive kyphosis, which is excessive forward bending forward. If our cervical spine follows the thoracics, our face is looking in our lap. Um, normally our neck and muscles in our neck and head are going to position our eyes parallel with the horizon. So if my eyes and my brain are telling me, look up, I'm looking into my lap right now because of the gravity and the poor posture my low back has been put in sitting, I then have to excessively extend my neck. And this is where we'll see a lot more cervical nerve pinches um, and other pathology related to hyperlordosis in the neck to compensate for the loss of lordosis in the low back as well as the loss of thoracic positioning and thus the cervical has got to work overtime to hold your eyes in line with the horizon. Now if you have that poor posture position I just described sitting for a short duration of time there's not going to be any problem with that. The problem comes about with the time that we spend in that position. 70% of people spend more than six hours a day sitting. That's a long time to be sitting. I mean, you gotta think, there's only 24 hours a day, and at least usually eight to 10 of those hours you're asleep. So we're talking over half of our day, we're either sitting or asleep, which is not good movement for joints and muscles in our spine. Also, Another factor that prolonged sitting can cause is increasing sitting times increase pressure and thus reduce blood flow to glute muscles. A lot of times you'll see people that sit for a long time have kind of a flabby flat butt and part of it's because those muscles aren't needing to do their job. They're just taking pressure. They're not actually having to extend the hip. They're not actually having to activate to move any structure, just sitting there. So if one of your largest muscles in your body for movement, as well as one of the largest muscles in our body that assist with correct standing posture, it's just a big old pile of goop from sitting all the time. How the hell do we expect that muscle to activate and work the right way when we finally do decide to get up off of our ass? I just don't see how that can physically work. Another factor I'll throw in the mix with the glutes and prolonged sitting, okay, so we've got reduced blood flow because there's so much pressure into the hips from our whole spine weight pressing down on them. The muscle itself's not being used regularly because it's just used as, you know, pressure point. The nervous system's going to stop activating that muscle too. And if we start getting reduced gluteal neuromuscular activation, we're probably going to start to see some other important pelvic control postural muscles stop working. Now we've got weakness and instability in an area of the spine from prolonged sitting. Uh, I will also tell you a physics principle that I think applies for this. 
a body in motion stays at rest, a body in motion stays in motion. So if we are sitting for over six hours a day and not activating glutes correctly, when we do try to actually do some movement, are we surprised if things don't move correctly or we get injured when we're trying to do some movement? I have a lot of patients that sit at home virtually the entire day. The only time they're up on their feet is to golf. So literally, they expect their glutes and low back musculature to activate and rotate properly in a golf swing when all they're used to doing is sitting in a flex position inactive. That's just not going to work right. We're going to end up using other muscles we shouldn't because we don't know how to turn on the right muscles because they're just sitting there doing nothing for us. And that's going to perpetuate this constant cycle of chronic injury. It is recommended to stand 20 minutes each hour. You actually will burn 30% more calories just by standing as opposed to sitting. And think about it. You've got better circulation going out throughout the body, so metabolic activities can easily work in our, in our legs when we're standing, as well as muscles are working to support us against gravity standing. Other muscles help with propulsion of movement are going to be active. You're also going to get less compression on the spine. So when you think about your feet, your knees, and your hips, all those joints in those areas of your lower extremities take load when we're standing and walking. They take some force out from the spine of normal everyday movement. When you look and ride a car and you go over small speed bumps, your suspension system, the shocks on your car, help reduce the amount of bang you feel when you're in the car. Well, that same concept's true for our legs with walking and movement as opposed to sitting for compression load on the spine. There's actually 30% more compression put on our spine when we're sitting. So if we're sitting for a long period of time, muscular support systems have been deactivated due to their position they're in and not being used. You've got a higher compression load. You're burning less calories sitting than you are walking, so probably gaining weight and adding a force load in general to the back. We're going to have a higher incidence of sciatic issues as well as disc-related injuries, whether it be disc degeneration, whether it be a disc bulge, uh, and less likely but possible herniation if you were sitting and you know twisted funky in a car. Um, that is a possibility. Also, if there's arthritis present in the spine. We're going to load an arthritic joint even further. We're going to increase the load on an arthritic joint 30% and expect that arthritis in the spine not to respond negatively. I mean, you can see how all these factors point towards get off of your ass. You have to stand more throughout the day. If you're expecting your body to do the things you want your body to do, you have to move in ways the body needs to move in for success in life. I recommend to set an alarm on your phone once an hour. And when that alarm goes off, get up, stretch, walk around, move for five to 10 minutes. My recommendation is a lot less than the 20 minutes in some of the research I've been reading recommending um, to reduce this load on the spine. I also think flexibility and stretching is an important thing to look at. So what gets tight when we sit? Our abdominal muscles can get tight. Our hip flexors absolutely get tight. Hamstrings usually also get tight. So if we're wanting to combat, let's say, work-related tasks, don't let you stand it as much as you'd like to. You have to sit with work because that's just what the job requires. Then you need to look at at least a couple times a day, two to three times a day, am I stretching my hip flexors? Am I stretching 
my hamstrings? Am I just doing some different movement for my spine that's stuck in the same position so that we get some synovial fluid moving on the spinal facet joints? All these things can be very helpful. Also, glute sets. When you're sitting, just think about tightening your butt up 10 times an hour, 20 times an hour, what you're comfortable with. That's going to at least get some muscle activation, some nerve functioning to that part of your body again, which is drastically important for controlling your pelvis when you're standing, when you're walking, when you're transitioning from different position movements like a sit-to-stand transfer, getting it out of the car. All these surrounding muscles are so important to help the back and to prevent continued spinal problems. I have a patient I'm currently seeing, and she's had on and off neck issues for 20 plus years. And in prior sessions with her, we've done a good job in a short duration of time to manage her neck pain, manage her headache symptoms, and some of her cervical issues she has that's arthritic-based and other degenerative problem-based. However, a current treatment plan we've had with her has been more difficult, and I feel that a big reason for the difficulty is related to her inactivity right now. So my big push for her plan of care-wise is to get her up moving, strengthen her back, try to get some new postural muscles, turn it on and working for her. Because this woman hasn't gone to the gym in two plus years because of the pandemic, doesn't have exercise capabilities that well at home, and states to me my neck and head do not hurt that bad as long as I'm standing or moving. After sitting for any duration of time, three to five minutes, I start to get neck pain. And that tells me entirely what we're talking about in this podcast today. That sitting position is a sitting disease. It does cause so many problems throughout our body. And we've only talked about musculoskeletal issues right now. And we haven't even talked about cardiopalm, how well your heart functions, how well your lungs function. I mean, when I was a PT student and working in the hospital setting, I'd literally get orders daily, not for PT reasons, just to get people up off their butt and get them moving because they're in there for cardiac or, or you know, respiratory problems, and those issues are not going to improve until we train those systems better, which is involving movement and exercise to a certain extent. So don't think that there isn't something small that you can do to help this issue. If you are someone that suffers from low back pain that is worse from sitting, let's look at a few options. Do we want to change your seat that you're sitting in? Sometimes certain office chairs, just like a pair of tennis shoes, go bad over a period of time. The cushioning support to your seat may have seen better days. Maybe the back support that kind of helps hold that slight lordotic position of your lumbar spine may be gone. And maybe it's time we look at adding additional support to the chair in the low back. Maybe we look at, if, if possible, a standing desk. Those are extremely beneficial things for work-related problems from sitting. Um, the simple one, set an alarm once an hour, get up and walk for five to ten minutes. Maybe drinking more fluid throughout the day can help with this. If you have to get up twice an hour to use the bathroom, or at least changing positions, walking, moving differently than just sitting statically. I've had a lot of patients succeed with just drinking more water through the workday, and whether they like to or not, they have to get up to use the restroom. And that change of position, that short duration of walking, may be just enough you need in terms of a positional change to allow for less pain to feel in your back. Or lastly, look at situations that you normally would sit. I'll give you one prime example. 
I had a friend call me up the other day and said, hey, Shane, I'd love to meet for a cup of coffee. Do you mind this weekend? You got time that we can meet and chit chat. Why can't we meet for a cup of coffee and go for a walk on the beach? Why can't we meet for a cup of coffee and just walk in the neighborhood a little bit? We're still having the same conversation. We still got the same cup of coffee in our hand. We're just actually in a different standing static position and we're getting a little movement now. These small life changes like that can really go a long way and make a big impact in your spinal pains or feelings from the spine. So do your best. Try not to sit as much as you normally do. Consider trying to park further away in parking lots. That's another easy option I tell a lot of patients. If reducing sitting time is equivalent to increasing standing walking time, then look for times in the day that you can increase your standing or walking. Um, the easiest example would be in the parking lot. Park three or four parking spaces further away. That gives you an extra 20, 30 steps in the parking lot. Just makes it easier for you. Okay, that's what I got for today for you guys. Sitting in your spine. It's worse than smoking. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Enjoy the Masters. I know I will.